Good afternoon, gamblers. Tony. Hey. Thought, how are you, buddy? Ah, uh, you know what? It's a new week. It's it a is, new week. It is a brand new week. Um, uh, and with that being said, let's recap last week real quick. We went 24, 19, and 1, 56 percent plus three units. Our Solid. Last, last 30 days were 79 and 60 uh, in five, 57 percent plus. Six units, so not a, not a bad month for us. Solid, not, not a bad horrible. last week, wow. and one of the one of the main reasons for last week. And I put it out there on the Twitter uh, on Saturday. Gorms was seven and zero last week in WNBA picks for plus six Huge. point something units. Uh, Gorms. WNBA man himself. How are you feeling, buddy? I feel good, but you're only as good as your last wager. We split yesterday in the WNBA, and Todd, why did I take the homer pill and take the fever? Uh, why dude, would I gotta, do that? you got to stop doing that. It was a blowout. I mean, they ended up I losing by it. five total, but they were down by 16 most of the game. I was like, what are you doing? It could have been another 2-0 day yesterday. Good win for the Liberty. Well, I assume it's because it's who you go and watch the most, and it's who you use the most in your mind, and it's just <laughs> what happens. I mean, we're, right. we're all th- we, we were 3-0 in best bets on on um, Friday, so good for us. Um, I had Dominic Team uh, winning the French good Open. Good pull, Tony. Good pull. He, he by got you. to the finals uh, against the freight train that is Rafa Nadal in the French Open. How were your Bel- Belmont picks? Anything good? Anything bad? Nothing. Any re- nothing yeah. didn't. I liked Tacitus in there to finish in the top. I liked uh, Intrepid Heart. He yep. did nothing. I liked Bourbon's War to come up strong. He did nothing. So, hey, I tell you what, Triple A or Triple A, the. Uh, you know the big races, the triple crown races yeah, yeah. and stuff. I'm not done, Todd. What do you mean? You're not, oh, I'm we're not, not done, done with horse picks. I'm not done. Dude, we got uh, Breeders' Cup hey. coming up in the fall, but I'll tell you what: there's some great Grade One races coming up. So keep your ears. Where's on. the Breeders' Cup run? This year it changes all the time. It, it was usually up at. Uh, it's been at Santa Anita. I was going to say it better not be Santa Anita. Two more horses died this weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking shut that place I down. I don't think it is. No, but uh, they they bounce around a little bit. But we'll have more off for you. A lot of people are saying thanks for the horse racing stuff. I didn't have a great Belmont Todd, but we'll be back. Hey, Bourbon War shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the best jockey for that track, Mike yep. Smith. What are you doing? Yeah, let's go, big money. What uh, happened, Todd? That wasn't on the horse. That was a Mike that's, Smith. Yeah, that's not on the horse. <laughs> I agree. Also, uh, this weekend the uh, Bruins are going to f- they're forcing a game seven. How about that? Um, um, and then I'll just let you know right now. I'm going to bet on the Bruins to win. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't have an opinion. I, if they win, I win money. And if they lose, Boston doesn't get a championship. So it's a win-win situation there. That's where I'm going to put my money there. And then uh, Toronto. I'll be honest. I went to bed and they were losing. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and they had won the game. And I did not expect that to happen. Uh, the way that the game was going in the first half, Toronto came back. And now we have. Uh, a deciding, a potential deciding game five tonight. What do you boys think about? Wait, before I do that, before I do that, let's let's do our best bets first. Got is it. that okay if we do our best bets first? Got yeah, it. let's do it. Todd, is that okay with you if we do our hey, best? Hey, it's perfect. With Bailey, me. is that okay if, with you if we do our best bets first? That was a thumbs up. Bailey doesn't yeah, like Yeah, he gave a thumbs up. All right, so we're all 1-0 right now, currently. So let's flip a coin right now. Best bet, I'll go first. Tampa Bay run line. Minus one and a half, the Tampa Bay race, is plus 100. Okay? That's for the game. They got Tanner Anderson on the mound uh, for the Oakland A's. Tanner Anderson is 4-4 four and four with a 6.26 ERA. You're like, oh, that's not good. So I tell you, Tanner Anderson has a, is 4-4 four and four with a 6.26 ERA in AAA. This is his first start in the bigs. Um, so I do not expect him to do well against the Tampa Bay Rays, who have Chuck Morton on the mound, who Chuck. has been in the major leagues. 
all year long. Charlie! And all he's done has been 7-0 with a 2.3 RA. So give me the Tampa Bay Rays run line as my best bet. Todd, go with yours. Uh, I'm going to take the the Dodgers first five money line okay. against the Angels. A big advantage on the mound here, I think, with Ryu starting Ryu! for the Dodgers. Nine and one, 1.35 ERA. Just don't fuck with him. Uh, he's versus Griffin Canning for the Angels. Way, way better pitching for the Dodgers. Yep. At least in the first five. Yes, I don't know yeah. what happens after that. So yeah, I think it's a slam dunk. Maybe an easy pick. You might. Some people might be like, oh, yeah, you're going with gravy here. I am. You're right. I took a beating over the weekend. <laughs> I need some wins. Uh, I'm going. Not This is not my best bet, obviously. I already gave mine. And, and Gorm's not cutting you off here. I'm just building on top of Todd. I'm going to Dodgers run line for the game. Minus one and a half. I like it. Uh, Griffin Canning has this three starts prior to his last one. We're all good. His mm. last one, he got, he got beat a little bit. Beat up a little bit. Uh, but Ryu, let me tell you something here. His last seven starts. Seven starts, okay? He's given up three runs. In his last seven starts, he's only given up runs in two games, and it was one run and two runs. Uh, so Ryu is the odds-on favorite uh, for the NL Cy Young right now. Um, by the way, if you want to bet on futures, look around, because I saw uh, one book has Ryu at plus 450 for the NL Cy oh, Young. Ooh. One book has him at plus 110. Hell. So something Let's to look at. So make sure you're always shopping around and doing that. Um, so I'm going to run line there for one of my MLB picks. Oh, and by the way, uh, the Dodgers are fourth versus right-hand pitching. Griffin Canning happens to be a right-handed pitcher. Gorms, your best bet. What is it? Normally, I would go to the hard court, yeah. NBA Finals, but I, I really am on the fence on this one. I don't know what's going to – I mean, the Durant possibility has me a little – Correct. He's not going to be the same guy he no. is, but he still has me a little bit concerned, like this champion is not down and out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay away from that one tonight. I do have a pick on the game, but it's not my best bet. But I'm with you guys. I am going Dodgers Angels okay. under. I, I almost went I like there. That I'm well. going there. under smart, now. Smart. Like you, like you just said about uh, Griffin Canning. He went uh, last time out. He had four runs in his last six, but the yep. three previous he was pretty good. And like you said, I'm just reiterating again. No one hits Ryu. No, I mean, no, no one. one. I mean, he he gets wins. They they went three one stuff like that. So I'm going under tonight. The Dodgers on the road at the Angels. I think uh, my, the only way I can get beat on this is if the Dodgers themselves Correct. put up nine or ten runs themselves. Correct. Yeah, that was Correct. my only worry about this. So Griffin Canning, uh, the three games before, so his last game he gave up seven hits, four in runs, and in, in six innings. Mm-hmm. That's which four in runs and six innings. It's not great, but it's not terrible as well. Right. Um, his other his outings before that he gave he went six and gave up one, went six and gave up one, went seven and gave up zero. So, so if Griffin Canning has a, a bounce back night tonight, then yeah, the, and Ryu the stays hot. And, and Ryu mm-hmm. stays hot, right, which right. you which you would expect him sure. to do. Um, so those are our best bets for today. I have the Tampa Bay Rays run line. Todd has the Dodgers first five. Um, Money line, and then Gorms has the first five under. Uh, no, not the first five. Oh, sorry. Game under. That's uh, on under, me. Sorry, under buddy. nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's on me. Hey. Hey. No, ex- hey, that's on me. I accept your apology. Can I apologize? <laughs> I already did. Can I apologize? I already accepted. Awesome. Uh, all right, so you... We get along here. You prefaced it. The NBA tonight. Uh, the line has moved to Toronto minus two in Toronto. Could be the final game of the NBA season. What do you two think? I'm sticking with my go-to bet on this series. I'm taking Toronto first, first half, okay. but I'm, I'm not going to take the spread. That's fine. I'm going to money. I'm protect myself a little bit in case they're tied at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think this bet has only not covered once in this series. Yeah, it was last so, game. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Um, I think they come out hot at home. I don't see Durant making the impact some people say he will. 
If he steps on the floor. Yeah. If he even well, comes in, I mean, limited minutes. He's got to be, he's going to be a fatigue factor. He's going to be rusty. All of it. I don't know. I think they're in bad shape. I was watching um, Get Up this morning, and Jalen Rose was on, and mm-hmm. he said he had dinner with Kevin Durant last night, and he said that he would be very, very, very surprised if Kevin Durant does not play tonight. So beautiful. I do think he's going to play, sure. but what what will the impact be? Is the question on 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 him playing or not? It's not whether he will play or not, but will will he, he make them? He better. hasn't played. Yeah. In, he hasn't played in over a month. Uh, he's, seems like he's pretty much being forced back into play. I don't know. I mean, would I rather have him shooting set jump sets in the corner over one one of the other players for uh, the Warriors? Yeah. But is he going to be a liability on the defensive end? That's my concern. I would say, yeah. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. I, who knows what's going to happen tonight? The Warriors, though, like, in in a, in a, in a knockout game, they're going to be. I don't know. I, it's, I have a hard time going against them, so I'm okay with the first half. Toronto, um, Gorms. What are your thoughts? I'm going with Toronto taking away the two points on this strictly because the Durant factor. They're playing in a zoo, also known as uh, Jurassic Park, up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it's a tough place to play. He hasn't been on the floor in over a month. Obviously, he's a, a, a great scorer, one of the world's greatest of all time. Uh-huh. But I just don't think it's enough because of the rust we talked about, the wear and tear on the legs. His gas is down. All of that stuff coming in and a tough place to play. I just think they have their number and Toronto ends it. Also, you and I have that inner office bet against the rest of the office that oh, yeah, any yeah, other yeah. team other than the Warriors would win. Yes, you do. So was, we it, need... was there money put on that? There is forty dollars a man on yeah, that because $40 it was two to one. Man. We gave out I gave out a twenty to everyone who was there. Almost everybody picked it mm-hmm. for a two for a two to one return if uh if they don't win. So everybody in this office, excluding Todd. Below me forty dollars. Hello, Tony. I think no. I'm pretty sure I stayed out of it because I like the bucks. Go to the tape. I will. We'll, <laughs> we will go to the tape. I'm pretty sure I didn't. A word was not go said. Go to the tape. Because I at, the, at that point I liked the bucks, which turned out not. I did too. To be a good I mean, it was too. Well. The series, the series was too. Well. The bucks are the reason I took his side on that bet for Game sure. Game three went to overtime. But turns out Toronto monsters. Game three went to overtime. I mean, if the bucks could be also doing this to the Warriors too, you never know. All right, so let's go. That's the NBA. Um, no WNBA tonight. No by the WNBA. Way, we'll wait for the NHL uh, to do that for Game Seven, um, and then uh, any other MLB picks. Um, sure. Todd, you want to go? Yeah, I got Atlanta money line at home against the Pirates, the, the fuck, Braves, dude? and this is only trend related because if you look at the pitching matchup, you probably want to go with the Pirates, which I think is where the sharp money is, but the Braves. Situationally, let's look at it. The Braves are thirty and fifteen on their third game without a day off. Okay, and they're ten and four when the line is between minus one sixty five and minus one thirty five. Okay, perfect. Gossman got shelled at Pittsburgh in his last outing against the Pirates, but he's at home today. I think he comes in with the chip on his shoulder, and I think the bats come out hot for Atlanta. I like this one. So you're going full game. Full money, game. Money line. Money line. Got it. Minus 150. Uh, Gorms, you got any baseball? I base? have that game as well. I am going because of Gaussman's giving up to seven runs his last five innings. Joe Musgrave for the Pirates basically gives up Uh-oh. a half a run in inning. Are we going head to head? Okay. That basically, mm. that's what he gives up is a half a run in inning. Joe Musgrave and Gaussman coming off. Now he's back at home in familiar territory. I, for some reason, it. I'm going, I'm bucking the trend. I'm going the over. I think the bats are alive. It's a 10. It's a big number. I'm going over. Gaussman comes back, bounces back. 
back at home. Joe Musgrave, not so much with the Pirates. I just like what's going on with the middle and the relievers. I'm going over 10 runs in this game tonight. Well, they do have a seven-hour win blowing out the center field. <laughs> there we go. And it's like a 78 Let's go. Day Fucking so, weatherman yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That um, might be a good bet. My final baseball pick. Uh... I honestly didn't think I would do this all season, but here it is. The Miami Marlins' first five. Tony! <laughs> the fucking Miami Marlins' first Tony! five. Tony! Yeah, yeah. What uh, are you doing? Well, the Marlins, they're not bad versus right-handed pitching. They're in the, okay. they're in the top half of the league. They're 14th. Um, basically, I'm betting against fucking Waka Waka. He yeah. has been. I almost did the same thing, by the way. He has been horrendous. He's, his ERA, ERA in his last two starts has been nine. His ERA this season is 6.3. His ERA in May was 8.8 he just he's giving up over a hit an inning he's a his whip is fucking terrible and then uh sandy alcantara is on the mound for the marlins Alcantara's. yeah yeah he's got 2.48 era in his last four starts and st louis is 28th uh since may 1st versus right-handed pitchers so i'm gonna take the money i mean the marlins if you're getting taking the marlins first five it's plus 115 for me i'm getting a nice little juice on that it's uh so i'm going miami marlins first five Kill me. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> I don't hate this bet at all. I almost took it myself. See? So, See? Yeah. See? What do you got to say, Gorms? I love it. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. So our cup of coffee a day parlay today. We've got a seven-teamer. Nice. Okay. Nice little seven-teamer. We're going first five Miami Marlins. You just heard it. Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half from what? The L.A. Dodgers first five from Todd. We were all on the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers, Angels under nine as long as Griffin Canning doesn't fuck it up. The Toronto Raptors. I, I just went with the money line. You, you had Todd, you had the first half. Gorms, you had the game. I just went with Toronto Raptors money line minus 120. My boy. We'll just fucking. Let's go for it. Let's just nice and easy there. Atlanta Braves minus 145. And then the Pirates and Braves over nine. Uh, that is a nice 17 parlay, five to win 335. Nice. Hey, I like that. That's a big lunch. Let's start the week off, right? Let's do it. We're getting this one. Um, all right. So as uh, I've teased uh, for the last few weeks, today starts our preview. We're calling it um, 32 teams in 32 days-ish because um, I'm sure we'll have some off days in there. You never know. Yeah. Plus the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's 32 days-ish. Probably gonna be 32 teams in 60 days. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, we're gonna get them all in before the season. We'll though. get them to you. And today is our first one: the New York Jets. Here we go uh, to kick off the season. Uh, following this week, we will have the Niners, and we'll also have the Packers. I'm not sure who else we have Oakland? later in the week. Yeah, maybe Oakland. I'm not sure yet. Um, <laughs> uh, but today we are kicking off with the New York Jets, and here it is. <laughs> We are now joined by Connor Rogers on Twitter at Connor J Rogers. Uh, this is our initial kickoff for our 32 teams in 32 ish days, uh, previewing the NFL football season. Uh, we are starting with the Jets. Uh, Connor's with Bleacher Report, host of the podcast Stick to Football. Find that anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Connor, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, guys, and I'm I'm honored to be on the uh, kickoff show here. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean that we. I think it is an honor. It, it is. You it know? is. Uh, it is an honor. More, yeah, more so yeah, for us is. than you, but that's fine. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, talk yourselves down. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> you, the voice you just heard there was Todd McComas. I'm also joined by Jeffrey Gorman. Uh, just a couple of degenerates. We're here talking every day, um, and during this downtime uh, where it's just baseball, 
and no football and nothing else. A little French Open, Tony. Well, sorry. Sorry, Jeff. We, we decided that we are going to do this 32 teams in 32-ish <laughs> days. Um, and you were the one who was just ready first. So that's why the Jets are first. And that's why we're going with you, to be honest. But, hey, you should feel honored. I mean, we're honored as well. Yeah. I was a little nervous you you picked them as uh, the 32nd team ranked in the NFL, and that's why you were starting with them. So it's, it's good to know that wasn't the reason. No, and actually, not at all. I like the Jets this year, and we could start right there. They're over under for the season in Vegas. Is it seven wins? I think it's too low. Uh, how do you feel about that number? I'm actually with you on that because you look at the back half of the schedule, and I think a lot of people are getting caught up in those first, what, six to eight games yeah, that's and, and kind yeah. of panicking and, and thinking, hey, if this team starts out, you know, whatever it's going to be, two and six, can it implode with Adam Gase? But I actually think they can kind of keep their head above water there and then really hit the gas on the back end of the schedule and, and find themselves – I said they've been an eight to ten win team all along since free agency and the draft, and I think – the eight-win mark almost feels like, if you believe Sam Darnold is going to make the steps that we saw at the end of last year, and with a new weapon like Le'Veon Bell, they got pieces on defense, obviously, and that schedule, there's no reason they shouldn't at least be a 500 football team. I So I looked at the schedule, and I was like, and I was being conservative, I felt. If they just split, all you have to do is split with Miami and Buffalo. So you got two wins there, and then you win Oakland, Cincy, Redskins, Giants, that's six. So you got to six there. All you need is one against, like you sneak one out against the Ravens or the Jags or the Eagles or Cowboys or anyone else on their schedule, or you win two against the Bills or two against Miami. I think we're covering there already, and that's that's the point you're making there. A lot of those easier teams are in the back half of the schedule. Yeah, I think when you look at it, would be a disappointment probably for this Jets team if they didn't go at least three and one against Buffalo and Miami. So yeah. I think that's a great point there. I mean, a lot of people around the NFL look at the Dolphins as a team that's accepted their rebuilding. I think it's kind of been the same for Cincinnati a lot as they kind of tread water here in this Andy Dalton era. Yeah, so, it's not and I know there's a lot of hype around the Bills. I understand it because they drafted very well. They spent a decent amount of money in free agency and they have a good coaching staff there. But what Josh Allen are we going to get this year? I mean, that's a huge question mark. So, it, once again, the Jets, I mean – you look at them, and if anything but 8-8 eight and eight would be a gigantic letdown for the roster and how much money they've spent on this team. Well, yeah, and, and Vegas obviously thinks that uh, the Jets should be able to do fine against the Dolphins and Bills because um, they're the second favorites in the AFC East. They're plus 650 to win the AFC East, and then you go down to the Dolphins and Bills, and they're like plus 1,200, plus 1,500. So, so I like I like our chances there. Gorms, you got somebody? I do. I want to know about the draft, your thoughts on it. Go ahead, Connor, play GM for me. If you're sitting in that chair, which is hot right now, are you taking Josh Allen or are you sticking with the, what the Jets did with Quinn and, uh, Quinn and Williams? Oh, I would go Quinn and Williams all day. I understand why a lot of people thought Josh Allen would have been the pick because how badly this team needed an edge rusher. I mean, they've had no outside pass rush, pass rush for quite some time, but – I actually thought Josh Allen was a little raw in that area. I thought he did a lot of good things well, whether it was his ability in coverage, his ability against the run, as, and as a speed rusher. But I understand taking Quinton Williams because it's as simple as this for the Jets and that regime that's, that's not in the chair anymore. But at the time, the grades for Quinton Williams were just so much significantly higher than Josh Allen. And I actually could tell you this coaching staff is ecstatic about what they have in Ja'Kai Polite in the third round. I know he had a rough process, but – 
they feel like they solved that edge spot in the third round and got really lucky there. All right, let's uh, let's Sam Darnold year two. Can't wait to watch what he's done. Who's he throwing the ball to this year the most? Uh, The guy is going to be Robbie Anderson. Adam Gase loves this guy. Once again, the offensive staff loves this guy, and they actually have seen him more. You know, they really believe in that building that he's as committed as ever right now to being the guy in that offense. Adam Gase, I know we didn't see a ton of it in Miami all the time, but they really want to throw the ball down the field. And Anderson's the guy. He's the speed guy. I know Quincy and Nuno, a lot of people are excited about him, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Of course, Le'Veon's going to have as much targets as anyone in the offense, Mm -hmm. but that's from the running back position. Jamison Crowder is a nice slot ad, but if you're looking for the big play guy that should be in that 8-10 to 10 touchdown range and over 1,000 yards, it should be Robbie Anderson. Yeah, that's what I was looking at the offense, too, and I saw Robbie Anderson, Quincy Nunez, Jamison Crowder. Those are, those are three. If those are your starting wide receivers, I think you're in an okay spot, but all three of them have injury issues, so that's why I was a little bit worried if those three go down, who is Sam Darnold going to be able to throw to? And then I guess you just lean on Le'Veon, which he said he expects – a lot more touches, I believe, than uh, he did with the Steelers, but he had 400-plus touches with the Steelers in 2017. So that's just classic. That's just Le'Veon being fucking Le'Veon. So I, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, by the way, and I am a Steelers fan. So um, I, how did you feel about Le'Veon um, not practicing for over a year over a football and then not going to voluntary uh, minicamp? Did that bother you at all? It didn't only because I've been down in Miami where he trains at, at Bomarito's facility and got the you know I've spent some time around Le'Veon training there and yeah. they have him on such a tailored program there that it's a little different than the oh the guy's sitting at home you know what I mean it's it's yeah, more yeah. of hey this guy hasn't played in a year he can't just jump into a football practice and Adam Gase's OTAs have been I mean pretty high pace kind of action here. They don't want him to get hurt. They know his body better than anyone because, I mean, Pete Bomarito that runs things down there, he spends one-on-one time with Le'Veon that Le'Veon simply wouldn't get up with the Jets. So I understand the media and the fans are going to make an outcry about it, but he's not sitting at home. He's in great shape. He's set a timeline where he will be full throttle for training camp, and I think we've even seen a lot of that in mini camp this week where – it's not really a big deal. Connor, is the front office a mess out there with Adam Gase <laughs> as the uh, interim GM? Has he, has he figured out to keep his fucking I, I, eyes in his head? Yeah, <laughs> I want to know that. And also, I want to know who's making final decisions here. Does, does it get does it get you know telegraphed over to Woody Johnson over in Britain? Or who's making the calls for the Jets as far as money, contracts, roster? It's technically Christopher Johnson, but when it comes for the business side of things, but you got to believe Woody Johnson is still FaceTiming into that facility <laughs> sure. and has his hands on everything, even all the way from the U.K. I know Adam Gase has full control of that roster right now. We saw that as soon as Mike McCagan was fired, that Adam Gase made a couple, a handful of roster moves. They're going to bring someone in that's going to warrant that control, so that's going to end pretty soon. I think it definitely has been messy. It's interesting when you fire – the uh, GM and the VP of player personnel, but you keep the rest of their staff, it probably creates a very funky dynamic in the building. And Adam Gase is a pretty, uh, you know, to put it quite simply, fellas, fucking crazy person. Right. Right. So I think when, when you look at what's going on there, it's not normal. And, and it would be nice to see them hire someone like Joe Douglas that comes in and says, listen, this is my show now. And everybody needs to listen to me and kind of move out of the way. With, with Gase and Greg Williams as 
in that locker room as the coaches. It's it's almost very similar to, for me as far as like personality wise to Todd Haley and fucking Greg Williams last year. I'm excited to see how that works. But as far as like the defense, I think the defense is gonna carry the team. They're so strong up the middle. If if you look at Leonard Williams, Quinton Williams, C.J. Mosley, and Jamal Adams all up the middle, um, is it on the outside are they gonna be able to get pressure? And then the corners are they gonna be able to to hold up? Yeah, I think they'll definitely get home with the pass rush. I think the corners is a gigantic issue. There's just no way around it. I mean, what we saw from Tremaine Johnson last year was not exactly inspiring. Now, there are a lot of people that believe Greg Williams is the guy that can turn that thing around there. Daryl Roberts on the other side is, you know, the definition of a mediocre starter. And then Brian Poole on the inside. And at the cornerback position, God, there's so many injuries every year. It feels like this team is – is one sprained ankle or ACL away from playing somebody that really has no business being in a starter role. So teams are going to attack the Jets from the outside. The quick passing game mm-hmm. is going to be very consistent against this team because we know Quinton Williams and Leonard Williams and even Henry Anderson, those guys are going to get upfield. They're going to get home and pressure the quarterback. And this isn't a team that you should be able to run the football on. That's just the way they've designed it. They just gave C.J. Mosley $17 million a uh-huh. year to make sure that doesn't happen. So, yeah, if there's a weak spot on this team, and I mean a glaring weak <laughs> spot, it is the cornerback position. Connor, Sam Darnold it seems to check all the boxes as far as um, skills and physical attributes, all that. When we look back at Sam Darnold's career, will he re- be remembered as an elite quarterback? And if so, tell us what you might see that the casual observer doesn't see about him mentally. Well, I think he does a lot of things that simply a lot of other quarterbacks can't do, and that's improvising. And we've seen some of the really great quarterbacks of the last 10 years do that, and that's Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Russell Wilson has been a master of that. I think early on in his career, we've seen underratedly seen Deshaun Watson do that. He almost doesn't get enough credit for what he does Mm -hmm. behind uh, absolutely atrocious Texans offensive line. I think Sam can do that. I think when you look at Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, when they were coming out that year, people were excited about their ability to make plays outside of the pocket, and that's why Kyler Murray just went first overall. So I think that's what separates Sam. I think his mental makeup is even keeled, honestly, which is very important in New York City because we've seen the pressure kill guys like Mm -hmm. Mark Sanchez, like Geno Smith, and those guys were never going to be franchise quarterbacks, but it was one of many things that absolutely ripped them apart quickly. That's not going to happen with Sam Darnold. So, and he's just turned 22 this week. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you look at it, Baker Mayfield is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But he's already 24 years old. So, when you look at that age, you think by 24, you hope Sam Darnold can at least get to that level. I really do believe he can. I just hope that McCown hasn't brainwashed him too young, because um, as we know, McCown has come out. Um, against porn, and I just don't trust a leader um, like him to lead Sam Darnold. That's just something. <laughs> I mean, they both have great hair, yeah. but it's just something that I something that I, I worry about. Gorms, did you have something? Um, I did you say porn? Yeah, yeah. Uh, McCown's very against it. Oh, okay. He's come out many huh. times and said that. The more the, I don't want that in my quarterback. The more no, I don't want that in, in my leader, Connor. The more you know. Okay, Connor. Listen, let's fast forward to January 2020. What does the stat line look after 16 games for a healthy Le'Veon Bell in the Jets' offense? I think when you look at the all-purpose yards, I think 1,500 yards makes a lot of sense. And it's as simple as this. If Le'Veon doesn't rush for 1,000 and catch 500 yards and passes, I think 
anything less than that would be a disappointment to me. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be the guy in the red zone. It's as simple as that. I mean, he should be a double-digit touchdown kind of player. It's not like they have this guy that they're constantly throwing end zone fades to when they get down there mm-hmm. where they're just going to consist. They're going to run the football. They traded for Kaleche Osemele, who before he was hurt last year was one of the best run-blocking guards in all football. That's what this team wants to do. So when I look at Le'Veon, you should really start at 1,500 all-purpose yards and sit right at 10 touchdowns next year. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. He's Le'Veon's very, very good. He he does things. He makes he makes something out of nothing more than any other player that I've seen, and I watched him a lot. So as much as I was upset with Le'Veon, I think he's handled the departure much better than another player on the Steelers. And, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I actually, I actually, I actually wish the best for Le'Veon. I, I really do. Do you really, Tony? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean. In all honesty, if the Steelers do play the Jets this year, um, I believe it's week 16. Week yeah, seven. 16. Um, if, if the Steelers are – if that's a game they need for their playoffs, then we're in trouble anyway. So good for good for Le'Veon. Um, so we're going to do this. We're going to get you out of here on this. We're going to do this with uh, everyone who comes in here. The line for week one, the Jets are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Bills. Do you like that? I do. I mean, the Jets are at home. We've seen the Jets, I mean, forget last year, obviously, but in the past, I think the Jets will be ready to come out week one. And and obviously, they've opened well over the last couple of years. I think Adam Gase, if anything, dealt with that kind of preparation. So if the Jets don't cover that line, I mean, the disappointment will already start. Couldn't agree more. Connor, thank you so much. Follow him on Twitter at Connor J. Rogers. Uh, check out his stuff on Bleacher Report and uh, podcasts, and he's the host of Stick to Football. Connor, we appreciate everything, and that is day one, and that's the Jets. Thank you, Connor. Oh, thanks, dude. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, oh, wait, Bailey, will you play that clip real quick? See if you can recognize who this is. Oh, baby. <laughs> Oh, God, of course. Fucking Sim. (laughs) (laughs) I've been around that voice every day before he left here for four four and a half years so dude we have we have that on our soundboard because it's so fucking funny he is uh, unbelievable an unbelievable human being i can't believe he's on fucking national television now (laughs) i'm I'm glad we're in agreement i'm glad we're in agreement all right man hey i appreciate it thanks for everything yeah anytime guys thanks again i'll talk to you thanks Thanks, connor